welcome to the Common Good Podcast, the podcast that showcases the very best of Glasgow Caledonian University and how the institution, its staff and its research benefits people and communities both at home and overseas. My name is Craig Telfer and today I am joined by Tabitha Nairiki, the Vice President for the School of Health and Life Sciences with the GCU Students Association to talk about how the university has celebrated Black History Month. Tabitha, thank you very much for speaking with me today. Yeah, brilliant. It's an honour to be here. The first first person to ever describe this as an honour, so thank you very much for that. That's, uh, you're too kind. You're too kind. I'm I'm going to start, Tabitha, with with quite a big question. What is Black History Month? So Black History Month actually originated from the US and it's just been, it's been celebrated in the UK just for the past four years. And it's been a way to bring light into what British history is, particularly with African Caribbeans being involved in their history and all of their um, what happened in terms of slavery and all that. So it, it's a month that is here to celebrate Black history, particularly here in the UK, Black excellence, Black um, achievements, and just talking about stories and, and everything involving Black history. So it's a time to re- basically reflect on the progress that's been made by the Black community here in the UK and just talk about what's been happening and just to remember what happened before and also just to do something about what still needs to be done. What does still need to be done? Well there's, there's a lot as you saw there was the Black Lives Matter movement that mm-hmm. got an uproar throughout the world it was a wave that shows that there's still a lot of racial inequalities even here in the UK so that's what needs to be done it needs to be addressed people need to speak about the issues particularly the subtle issues that happen because I think people when people look at racism they look at it as the out, outward or uh, discrimination, but the main problem is the subtle things that people don't notice they're doing, and that's what particularly needs to be addressed. That's things like structural racism. That's a term that we've heard a lot over the last few months. What do we mean by that? So structural racism is basically things that have been put in place have been put in place for centuries and years just to make sure that black people or people of color don't progress. So it's small things like how getting, getting your tier two visa is difficult, for example. Things like that make you make it hard for you to progress in terms of like getting into institutions and like the kind of experience they require you to have. And even in unis, when we talk about decolonizing the curriculum and issues with the curriculum, those are things within their structure that are actually making it harder for Black people to attain better grades in campus. And it it has been proven. The BBC did um, um, a study last year and they produced the results and it showed that there is a Black attainment gap. Right. And some of the reasons things like the curriculum because it's very white centric so it makes it very hard for black people or people of color to um, be able to perform as best as can be because it's very tailored to the white voice unlike it being diverse. That's very interesting that ties into my next question Tabitha do you think people have a newfound curiosity of wanting to understand black history they might not have taken an interest in it before but with the worldwide events that happened over the spring and the summer the killing of George Floyd, the subsequent protest, the rise of the Black Lives Matter movement. Do you think that sparked that interest? I think it did. I think particularly now where social media has become so big in terms of doing um, campaigns such as those and just being able to do that. More people have way more information than they have before because of just how widespread the hashtag went and mm-hmm. how widespread everyone got the information about what happened in the US and the stories that came out from here in the UK. So people have shown an interest and I think it's quite good that people are now starting to see that there is an issue because I think for the longest time people didn't see an issue because it wasn't upfront or yep. people didn't show it upfront. But now that this came out and there was all the stories to back it up, 
people are now seeing that this is an issue and actually showing an interest. So it's quite good to see. Definitely. It's, I didn't appreciate how much Glasgow had been built on links with the slave trade and how, and how streets in the city centre are named after people who sent back money over from the plantations. Do you think we need more education within Scottish, within British curriculum to educate people as to how things are the way they are? I think, yeah, it, it is important because once you understand your history, you understand where everyone's coming from in terms of like the problems they face and the issues they feel and what they need to be addressed. So it is very important to talk about the history so that you understand that this is what happened in the past and it can happen again. Mm -hmm. And this is what, and, and history is always important because you learn from your history and you improve from it. So definitely very, very important for people to learn their history, I'd like to say. When I was researching this podcast, I came across the term cultural reckoning. And with everything that we've touched on there that's happened over the spring and the summer, it feels like this is the most important Black History Month to date. Well, I guess you could say all Black History Months have been important. From However, I think this year, particularly because of just how much of a movement the Black Lives Matter was and how much of awakening everyone was, because I myself, being Black, I, I knew that there's issues of racism, but this year particularly, it gave me that energy to speak up because I realized this is still a big issue and there's a lot of people who are actually joining the support. So it is very important because I feel like this Black History Month particularly was a point to educate ourselves on issues that people thought were past or had been forgotten or don't happen anymore. So more so, more important because it's, it was a check and a stop for us to wake up and realize whatever we've been fighting for isn't over yet and we still need to fight for it and we need to get people to join. No, not necessarily the movement, but join and understand that this is the issue that's going on and that we need to work together both as the black community and allies and everyone, just anyone who's human basically, yeah. to just fight for this equality. So yes, very much this, this Black History Month was very important in that aspect. Given what we've talked about with Glasgow's links to the slave trade and, and how streets are named after prominent slavers and people who sent money back, do you think there's a degree of insecurity amongst some people that this is an area that they don't want to talk about? They might think, well, it's better left off in the past. We don't need to bring that sort of stuff up. I think there is actually a bit of fear about talking about it, but more so because I think people fear that if they talk about it, it might... Um, spark some arguments or spark some issues. However, I do believe it is important to speak about it because that's when you get to understand where people are coming from and why and what happened. But as I said earlier, history is very important because it helps you understand why this group of people is having such a big voice about, you know, we need equality. We've been, we've been um, disadvantaged all this time and we need your support. And yes, it might not be, have been your fault, but your ancestors played a part in this, so it's your turn to now play a part in actually helping improve our lives as a Smish community. So with all that in mind, Tabitha, why is it important that Glasgow Caledonian University celebrates Black History Month? For one, because of all this, because of the students. So we do have BME students on campus and it's good to celebrate our BME students, but also as an institution, it's good for them to celebrate the history behind, because the history of Glasgow shows that Glasgow okay. was built on slavery. So it's also a way to celebrate its own history and how black lives actually help build the institution and the city to what it is. So it's a way to celebrate its history on its own and also to celebrate the students it has on campus and just to be able to celebrate the excellence and the growth that it's made as a university. So quite very much important. Also as a way to just show that they have support for their students 
and they're willing to celebrate this month that's very very important for this group of students that they have on campus. GCU has a very strong connection with black leaders. Nelson Mandela is one of our honorary graduates and of course the health building is named after Govan Mbeki. He was a prominent South African politician who like Mandela was imprisoned on Robben Island. What does it mean for the university to have these connections? I think it's good. It's, it's quite good for the university to have these connections because it then shows that it, 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 it's celebrating black excellence because Nelson Mandela and Govan Becky are good examples of black excellence and they're showing that they do support this and they're trying their best to ensure that they are celebrated within the university. So it's quite, it's very nice when you walk in and you actually see a building in your school named after black excellence. It's quite yeah. good. It's a good honor. And of course, there's the portrait of Nelson Mandela that, that, that sits in the, the, the Govan and Becky building as well. Yep, very nice picture. <laughs> <laughs> now, how did GCU celebrate Black History Month? Can you tell me about some of the events that you held over the past couple of weeks? So we started with, um, on the 2nd of October, we had the Black Lives Matter panel, which was quite interesting because we invited students and staff to join the panel and just talk about Black Lives in general. So we, we initially started with a student panel where we discussed issues on black history, on decolonizing the curriculum, and just talking about our experiences on and off campus in the UK, in overly in the UK. And then we invited the university who have a tax, task force currently working on tackling racism on campus. And they explained to us what GCU is doing as an institution to tackle racism. It was a call onto students who want to help fight this um, campaign to just join and just be able to uh, help them meet the recommendations that they've given the university. So we had that, and then we had Show Racism the Red Card campaign, which was on the 16th of um, October, where we worked together with um, our sports council, our societies, our students and staff to just celebrate this and just join the campaign, which was done by Show Racism the Red Card campaign. And we were able to do that on social media, as well as um, the Uni Center in collaboration with the university are having talks on social entrepreneurship in the black space and that's happening every thursday for the month of october so that's still going on and we also have the african caribbean society which is hosting an event on the 24th of october and it's and we have a guest host who's a tedx speaker who's coming to just talk about self-confidence in the black community and as a black student how do you work with your self-confidence. So alongside that, we have uh, book suggestions and movie suggestions because we think education is the best way to do this. So if you can read a book about black history or watch a movie about one of our black historian figures, that's a way of educating yourself on what's going on in the black community. So that's been going on through the month. And yeah, that's a snapshot of what we've been doing at GCU. What are some of the recommendations for books and films? So I know 42 is one of the films that's been um, suggested. It's a very good film. I actually watched it recently. And it's just about the history of baseball and the first black baseball player. It's very, very, very interesting movie to watch and just to see how the discrimination and how he was unable to play because he was the only black person in the team. It's quite interesting to see how he fought that. And one of the book suggestions, which was actually spoken about during the Black Lives Matter panel, is why I don't speak to white people about racism. Yeah, I've heard of that. That was mentioned a lot over the past few months. Yeah, so that's one of the books that's been suggested. And uh, actually, our student president, Susan Doherty, did a book review on it. It was quite good. And it's one of the books that uh, we've suggested to students. And I'm, I'm yet to read it, but I'm just about to go buy it and read it. So that's yeah. going to be a good book to read. But that's one of the book suggestions because it's... it's from what I had in the review, it's very good and it's one of those things that sparks you to think about, okay, this, these are the issues and this is what I need to do and this is where I start to take away my biases as a white person. So it's quite interesting.
Yeah, I was looking actually to buy that book on Amazon back in May and June, but it was sold out. I imagine a lot of people might have had the same sort of thoughts as myself and wanting to, to, to read up on it more. It sounds like there was a, a very packed schedule. What was the reception like? It was quite good. So we, we have had a, a good amount of people joining the campaign, for example, in the Black Lives Matter panel. So it's been it's been good to see people get involved, as well as um, our affiliate com um, societies like the African Caribbean Society, the Nigerian Society, the National Union of Ghanaian Student Society, and just all those affiliate societies joining in and participating in one way or another just to celebrate the Black History Month. So it, the reception has been good and will continue to be good, I'm hoping, for the rest of the events that are yet to uh, pass. What can people do to be better allies with the, the BME community? I'm, I'm thinking myself, I think I've got a fairly left-leaning outlook, try to be as empathetic as possible, but just earlier when we were recording the podcast, I was perhaps a bit clumsy with uh, how I described this Black History Month as being the most important. What can, what can people do to be better allies? I think the best way to do it is just educate yourself and ask questions and just think about why, 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 why is what I always say until you can't answer the why. <laughs> I think that's the best way to do it. So why are we celebrating the Black History Month? Why am I supporting Black people? Why are Black people fighting so hard for their rights? Why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? That's the best way to do it. I believe educating yourself, educating others is also quite big. Because I do remember one of the biggest um, questions we had from white allies during our Black Lives Matter chat was, how do I educate my friends who don't see this as an issue mm. or my family? Because it's very hard for you to cut off your family sometimes. So how do I educate my family who's racist or my family who doesn't believe that Black Lives Matter movement is a movement that needs to be supported? So I think what came out of that discussion was just educate yourself and try to educate others and just read on history. Because I feel like once, once you read on history, you understand why at this point we're still fighting for so much of equality to still be achieved. It sounds like this all really ties in with GCU's motto is the University for the Common Good. Yes, it does. University for the Common Good and fighting for equality. And that's why it's so important that when the university decided to start a task force to fight racism, it showed that it was listening to the problems that the, that, that the students were giving and are willing and ready to fight this problem. But within all institutions, not only GCU, because from the BBC study, it showed that yeah. it's an institutional problem. So it's not um, mutually exclusive to just GCU, but to all other institutions within higher education. Black History Month only covers the month of October. Are there any plans to go beyond that? Um, yes, there are. So the plan is for one, for the Black Lives Matter panel that we had, just to keep that going and hopefully maybe rename it, who knows, into something more diverse because the Black Lives Matter movement is a movement that's fighting at the moment, but just into maybe like a free chat or I don't know, we'll look for name ideas, but hopefully, but hopefully we look to continue that and have it more regularly just to have a free space and a space for students to come in both uh, allies and black students just to talk about issues and just understand what needs to be done as a community at GCU. And we're also planning to have blogs and vlogs, which I, I forgot to mention earlier. So we, we will be having a series of blogs and vlogs that will be talking about black voices and ally voices and what we're doing or what they're doing in the community and just talking about their experiences. So as a way for people to go and see what's happening with other people. And we did have one which launched in August. So we are hoping to keep that going and just have people write in on their experiences and just talk about how they're learning and unlearning their biases and how students are faced, what people are facing in the community. That's brilliant, Tabitha. Thank you very much. And this is a, a lot for, well, certainly for myself to take on board and, and, and learn and, and listen. And as you say, until the why, 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 until that 
disappears, then then you know you're on, on the right track. But I'd like to yeah. talk about you yourself. You've been a VP at the Students Association since June. How have you found things so far? It's been good. It's been interesting because obviously we've been working from our, from our rooms. So I've been working from my tiny bedroom for the last couple <laughs> of months. <laughs> so it's been very interesting trying to um, deal with student issues from my room. I, it has been good. It's been a learning process. I, I always tell when I'm talking to my mom, I tell her that I never knew that I would be able to do some of the things I'm able to do now just because of the job, because it, it gets you out of your comfort zone and all the things you have to do, all the reading you have to do. And I can tell you for sure, I've read more in the last couple of months than I ever did, even for my dissertation. And that's to say something. <laughs> it's a lot of reading. What does your role actually involve? You're the Vice President of the School of Health and Life Sciences. What's a normal day look like for you? So a normal day for me basically looks look, looks like going into meetings for my remit areas. So I do have different remits that fall under my portfolio. So apart from generally fighting for or talking about issues or dealing with issues that involve students within the School of Life and Health Sciences, I do have things that fall under my remit, like the Student Leaders Program, Careers, IT, the Library, and um, apprenticeships and PGT and PGR. So a day-to-day would look at me going into meetings that fall under any of these remits and just going in and discussing and giving the students perspective in this meeting. So that's what my day-to-day looks like. It sounds like you're really enjoying your time at the Students Association so far. Yeah, so far so good. I am enjoying it. There are hard days like any other job, but however, I am enjoying it more than I'm not. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not how you imagined it when you ran for office. You wouldn't have expected to be working. I don't think any of us would have been expecting to have spent so long working from home. No, it's, it's definitely what, not what we signed up for because I was, I was, <laughs> was before, because before I was an officer, I was an, I was a, the deputy international student officer. So I had had the experience of being in the students association and just being able to participate and interact with students. And that's what I was looking forward to. I was looking forward to being in the students association, interacting with students on a day-to-day basis. So obviously that's not happening because of Corona. However, I think it's still been good. The experience has been good. Just being able to do what we have been able to do, particularly now trying to get the best student experience in terms of online learning and all that. It's been, it's been all right. It's not been the worst experience. <laughs> What do you want to do when you finish up at the university? Do you have plans for, for a career, further study? Yeah, so I, I studied psychology and I'm part of the class of 2020. So we're still waiting for our graduation. <laughs> but however, um, <laughs> uh, I do intend to do my master's in cyber psychology. So hopefully um, one day have a career in cyber psychology. That is the goal. Well, good luck with that, Tabitha. And thank you very much for taking the time out to talk to me. Thoroughly enjoyed that. No worries, no worries. Thank you for reaching out. No, the pleasure was all mine. I'd also like to thank everyone for tuning into the show and I hope you'll join us again next time when we'll be joined by another member of staff from Glasgow Caledonian University. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you're listening to us from and be sure to give us a five-star rating while you're at it. Until then, I've been Craig Telfer and this has been the Common Good Podcast. (laughs) 